You're listening to Drum Sex. And before we help you have the best sex of your life, we must put a warning that this podcast does contain mature themes. If you're cool with that. Most people are sexual beings. That's a fact. They have sexual thoughts, attitudes, feelings, desires, and fantasies. And having a physical disability doesn't change that. When I think about sex positivity, I think about inclusivity. I think about an attitude towards all human sexuality that regards all consensual sexual activities as fundamentally healthy and pleasurable. I mean, that's what this entire podcast is about. And it's also what sex positivity activist Noba Tembu Peters, a.k.a. Royalty on Wheels, is all about. Um, okay, um, so I'm Noba Tembu Peter from Marshall Bay, um, which is in the Western Cape. I was hit by a drunk driver at the age of three, um, and that left me with um, a spinal cord injury, um, level T, um, T10, T9 around there. Um, and the doctors told me that I'll never be able to walk again. So I am paralyzed from the waist down and it is permanent. A friend of mine first sent me her video a few months ago on Twitter. She said, Pam, you're interested in sex stuff, right? You need to see this girl. And truly, I needed to see her. In the video, Noba Tembu sits in her wheelchair with her legs held up by two door swings. In her caption, she explains how being sex positive has made her curious to learn and try accessible ways to enjoy sex and maximize pleasure. Because sex matters to disabled people too. I was inspired. Not only because she made her social media a safe space for people to learn, but because she embodies what sex positivity is all about. Um, I've learned so much about life, about myself, about other people um, and about disabilities because every day I learn something new about my own disability and about other disabilities. And um, my journey um, has been very, very um how can I put it, empowering because I've learned so much, you know, about what life doesn't teach us about disabilities, you know, and especially what the media doesn't show, you know, about disabilities because the media doesn't portray disabilities as something you can live with, you know. Um, they normally just portray it as a tragedy, mm. as something you should feel sorry for, you know, and it's just the connotations to disabilities are too negative, you know, um, and that is something I've been battling to fight um, to just show that there's so much positivity to living with a disability, you know, it's not all that bad. And I guess that's where uh, my sex positivity came in, you know, um, sex is also um, also has the stigma, you know, attached to it. Um, so I thought about combining the two, you know, and, and I mean, it's not common to see someone with a disability being so sexually empowered you know and even like like sexually active so that is something you know that I thought I should um share light on um through my social media um platforms um so I just want to know like how having the media be so ableist how were you able to claim your sexuality within that and go on social media and you know empower even i suppose even people who are not disabled 
um, to embrace their sexuality? How are you able to do that? Mm, um, it's like I said, uh, my journey with the disability has been so uplifting and empowering. And then again, me just being myself, you know, um, because one thing about me, I'm a very open person. I'm always keen on learning new things and just, you know, seeing uh, the world through a different lens, you know. And I think that's how I'm able to do what I do, you know, mm-hmm. um, empowering others to be you know, sexually um, expressive um, because that is something you don't really get in the um, black community, um, especially, you know. Um, So um, for me, um, I I felt the need um, because, I mean, what's wrong with being sexually empowered? You know, why can't we be sexually liberated, you know, as black people, as black women, you know? So I thought that I should do something about that because I don't want to live in a world where we are sexually oppressed as black women or as women in general, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, that's why I started doing the work that I do. And I mean, it's been going well for me, you know, I, I've, I've changed a lot of people's lives, um, the way they view um, life, disabilities and sex in general. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud of my movement. <laughs> Have you ever come across um a partner who maybe fetishized your disability and and how was that experience with you and how did you navigate that mm, you know uh, now that you mentioned that I, I i have dated a guy um who did um fetishize um, my disability but at that time it didn't really you know come across as that mm-hmm. um because i think it happened like very like a few years back and at that time I was still trying to find my voice you know trying to you know be comfortable with my disability and being in relationships you know so I mean it was quite I would say um not traumatizing but it wasn't a nice experience you know because I felt like this guy was taking advantage of me you know um he was exploiting me in a way um and that relationship didn't last at all you know because I was like no this guy is making me uncomfortable you know this um relationship is more toxic than anything else you know um but looking back now um I honestly can't I can't answer why he would have done something like that, you know. Um, but I, I've I've done some research and I've learned that, you know, I, um, sometimes there's nothing wrong with prefer having preference, you know, for disabled women as long as you don't cause any harm to them, you know. Mm. Because at the end of the day, we all have different preferences, you know. And there's nothing wrong with someone else preferring disabled women over other women you know as long as they don't cause any harm you know emotional harm a psychological harm to the person you know um so i don't think it's all that bad um but it does get um creepy sometimes and it does get a bit uncomfortable you know because people don't understand um you know sexuality and how different we are, you know, sexually and how we express our differences, you know. So I don't necessarily have a problem if a guy finds me more attractive because of my disability, you know, 
or because I am a disabled woman or whatever, um, as long as they don't, you know, make me feel uncomfortable about it. Um, yeah. You explained this so interestingly. Um, and and I just have a follow-up question for that. You explained that he made you feel uncomfortable and um, obviously the relationship didn't last long. How has your sex positivity and empowering Ooh. yourself with information through the research that you just mentioned um, helped with the power dynamics that might come with you dating someone who's able-bodied? Um when it comes to things like consent, when it comes to things like um, them wanting to try things that you may not be comfortable with, how has your sex positivity helped you to, I suppose, g- gain power um, in relationships like that and, and in situations like that? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it all started with this guy um, that I just mentioned, you know, because after I dated him, I literally hated sex after that i didn't have want to have like any sexual relationships with any guy you know Mm -hmm. um but then um obviously i I started you know healing from that process and and just rediscovering myself again you know and i realized that sex is supposed to be something that i enjoy you know um i need to enjoy it too you know i'm not doing it for someone else i'm not doing it for their pleasure i'm not doing it to keep my relationship with them, you know, or to keep them um, interested in me, you know. So I, I started taking control over my sexual pleasure, you know, making sure that whenever I do have intimacy with someone or um, sexual relationships, it's not for they for their gain alone, you know. It's mm-hmm. not about them. It's about me, and it's about the two of us, you know, because we are in this together, you know. It's not one part person um pleasurizing the other person or one person um meeting the needs of the other person you know and i think communication communication has been very like empowering for me Mm -hmm. Uh, i've communicated my needs throughout all my experiences you know um guys would know what i like they would know what i prefer and like you said I'll make sure that I do give consent. And if I don't give them consent, then they know they shouldn't be doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I've, I've been very clear about certain things when it comes to um, sexual relationships, you know. Um, and I mean, sometimes I'm, I would be the one who initiates everything, you know, because I know that when I'm comfortable, we'll all, you know, be ready for fun. So, um yeah, and I mean, most of the guys are always ready, so <laughs> it's not even a matter of, of you know, dragging them or whatsoever. Um, but obviously, um, consent is also important um, in terms of um, making sure that the guy is ready, you know, and mm-hmm. on for it, you know, and everything. Yeah, so yeah, it's 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 very interesting how how we you know navigate all these things and how we communicate all these things because i mean it's um consent is not just a simple yes or no you know it's all these things in between you know saying that you are uncomfortable or not now you know Mm -hmm. so yeah i I, i've been self-aware and very conscious of my energy you know and the energy that i get from other people um in terms of my sexual relationships and that has 
empowered me um, to take control and to take charge of my own sexuality and my own sexual experiences. Nobatembo's story is one that is more than just for differently abled people. It's a lesson for us all on consent, communication and sexual expression and exploration. Seeing her for the first time in that tweet, so comfortable in her body, so expressive, while I was mostly conservative and honestly just ashamed to express desire as a woman. It really encouraged me to embrace who I am as a sexual being. And no, I won't be showing my super creative sex moves on social media like her, but I will be having more confidence in communicating my desires. And that's exactly what her movement is all about. I started my Twitter just um, being, you know, a disability lifestyle influencer, you know, just sharing my journey yeah. and, you know, life um, as someone with a disability, you know. Um, but then last year, I started integrating my sex positivity um, in everything um, that I do. And I'm also currently um, planning an event, um, sex, talk, um, sex Talks with Royalty. Um, it's going to be on the 1st of May. Um, it's my first event um, where it's obviously going to be about sex positivity. Um, and I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to change many people's lives. Um, it's going to change how they view sex um, yeah. and their own sexuality. It's going to be a very uplifting experience. Um, and yeah, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And I'll definitely have many of those um, events as well um, as time progresses. Um, but yeah, you know, they say s small steps um, is better than having no steps at all. You know, better than not taking any steps. So mm. um, yeah, that is what I'm currently busy with. And yeah, I'll just continue doing what I'm currently doing, you know, um, challenging the way people view sex, you know, and challenging how they view life in general, you know. Um, so, yeah. And that's it for today's episode. Special thanks to Noba Tembu for sharing with us. And you can follow her on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the places at Royalty on Wheels. Also, thank you for listening once again. And remember to have safe and consensual sex. Bye.